because the reason they're doing it is slimy. Yeah, sounds even better the second time. Jewish Dave. This is Bird Road. This is Bird Road. And this is our live taped election results through from New Hampshire simulcast from Miami, Las Vegas, all points in between. We're trying something new and different that might just be a huge disaster. Uh, I, I, I like that. Miami, Las Vegas, and all points in between. That's, yeah. That's cute. You like that, huh? So um, what I'm going to do, do, Dave, tonight is, as you can hear, if you're um, at home, you hear the dulcet tones of the hacks on uh, MSNBC just prattling away. Uh, Dave and I are like very news style. We've got like, uh, you know, we've got our own simulcast going and we've got the, the video happening and uh, my head's on a swivel right now. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're getting these live results in real time and we just went to a commercial um so for like a dick pill i think mave Ma- maverick maverick it'll help for you be with chronic hepatitis oh never mind that's if you've been a little too adventurous with your dick uh yeah so we're gonna try something out um we're just gonna kick back and vibe and have fun and talk shit as, as the results come in we're about 38 percent in right now bernie seems to have a um a slim lead 28 to 24% over Pete Booty Judge, Bootet Judge, and uh, a lot of a lot of jockeying there uh, in, in the top positions. The uh, you know right now we're sitting at Amy Klobuchar at 19.8%, and those are the only people getting delegates right now. If this was it, right, way down, you got Warren. You got, they're not even listing on the, the, the screen that we're looking at. They're not even listing Biden. They're not even listing yeah. some of the other folks. So let's let's start off the night by talking about a couple of um, a couple of people we're, we're, we're waving goodbye tonight. We're, we're waving goodbye to tonight. And uh, the number one person we want to say goodbye to is a um, fellow warrior, a guy who we I, th- I had probably the second most respect for this guy up through today up through new hampshire um and i I mean like i was never on board with him i've always been with bernie and 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 then like you know the the real disappointment that that elizabeth warren turned out to be like i I, if you talked to me a year ago i would have said that i i would have sung a different tune about elizabeth warren but andrew yang um the businessman the tech mogul he of the universal basic income basically being the answer to all society's ills uh he's dropped out he is suspending his campaign tonight right prior to this day we were talking about like our impression of him and i had made the joke that um that like 20 year old us and all of our friends 20 year old our crew of idiots probably were gang guys like we, were, we oh, probably would have sure. so like i know you've already said it but uh, t- tell me again like what your impression of Andrew Yang was and like kind of like why that holds true what the appeal was well I mean universal basic income is something that 
I, even if he did not exactly have the right approach to it necessarily, I think it is something that needs to be part of the conversation going forward. And I, I don't know if he's the right guy to really bring it anywhere, uh, but it, certainly his implementation of it didn't seem to be the right uh, direction. But I'm just glad he was in the race just to get people talking about it as a, a real thing that's not like science fiction. See, my thing is this. I, 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 I agree with you kind of, and... I. Um, but in another way, I disagree. I think he did a really great job of like of telling the story, of getting it out okay. there. Like, I think he, whenever you're just a gimmick candidate, unless your gimmick is literally the thing that everybody's asking for in that moment, um, it, it can be really hard to break through. There were some polls that had him at 12, 13 percent as again, oh, sure. as a, in, in a field of 10 viable candidates or 10 viable is not the right word but 10 candidates that were you know registering um that's not bad uh, for well, I, I think a one trick I told pony you this before that the only candidates i've ever really seen support for are uh bernie warren and and yang like yeah. never any of these other people yeah like i don't it's in the wild you don't come across them i don't know about you but right. like in, in miami in Miami, I came across Hillary supporters in 2016. I don't right, come, but I mean this time around. I'm, no, that's that's the distinction I'm drawing. Yeah, I'm saying I don't come across Pete Buttigieg supporters in real life. Like no. they don't exist. Joe Biden supporters don't like you. Don't bump up against them and see them and have conversations with them in, in real life. It's it's weird. And yeah, the people in these early states, particularly these two early states, New Hampshire and Iowa. They really like fetishize their role, their own role in voting, and they, they they're very much in love with themselves, and like they love the idea that their vote is so important in their little tiny irrelevant states, and um, so they do make a big show about either being a Pete guy or a Klobuchar guy or a Biden guy, girl, whatever. Um, but come on, man, we're but next week after this New Hampshire, and we're gonna get to the results in New Hampshire or we're, what the results are at where they're rolling in right now. Uh, it's still too early to call with only 41% reporting, but we're going to get to the real state next week. The first real state is Nevada. Like Nevada is representative. I mean, whatever you, you live there. You can tell me better than I can tell you. I mean, I don't know that I can really tell you all the fine details, but I'm sure we'll find somebody to tell us at our live show next week. <laughs> yeah. So why don't we, um, Really quick, also mentioned that Michael Bennett seems like he's suspending his campaign. I saw a couple tweets about that. Fucking who cares? Fuck Michael Bennett. Yeah. That guy sucked. That guy I sucked. I don't know that person. Much, much respect <laughs> to Andrew Yang and to his people. And I know that the kind of people that supported Andrew Yang are like just a few degrees off from agreeing with with Bernie people and the more progress, progressive uh, uh, the more progressive amongst us. So, like, I break bread with them. I don't even know who a Michael Bennett supporter was. Michael Bennett has reprehensible policies. He has a terrible record. He probably shouldn't even really be a Democrat. He was never a viable candidate, and it was just a vanity campaign that he was running. So, fuck him. Goodbye. Just one less name that we have to, like, make fun of. That's right. So, let's take a look right now. It is 9.05 p.m., Dave. And, uh... 
in his second place running right now, at least in terms We're of almost to 50 percent. We're almost to 50 percent. We're at 42 percent reporting with Bernie Sanders in the top spot, 28 percent. Pete Buttigieg, 23 percent. Amy Klobuchar, 20 percent. And those are the only people right now, again, if it's, it's way too early to call. But if this if this race ended right now, those are the only three people, the only three candidates that would get any pledged delegates because the threshold is 15 percent. And Elizabeth Warren is way down in 10%. And you you got to think that that hurts because she's from Massachusetts. You know, her home state is Massachusetts, just right right across the way in, in, in New England. Um, actually, just south of, uh, just south of, of um, New Hampshire, directly to the south. Crazy. I don't, I mean, like, have you heard any kind of, again, we talk about like people breaking through and I know out there in Nevada, like Tom Steyer's buying a crazy amount of ads as part of his strategy. Um, Michael Bloomberg is going all in and just like lying and putting out ads that confuse old people and make them think that Obama is, is supporting him. Um, are you hearing anything about Amy Klobuchar out there? Like, I don't understand where the, I think it's fully media manufactured, this Amy Klobuchar, like, push. I have not seen her name or heard her other than at the debate. That's it. Yeah. No other coverage of her in any way, shape, or form. Well, get ready, because we're going to have to, if, this, if these numbers hold true, and you get Bernie at, like, 28, you get Pete at 23 or 24, he's kind of vacillating right now, and then you get... And then you get uh, Amy Klobuchar at 20. We're going to have to deal with like a whole bunch of news cycles of like how Amy Klobuchar might be a viable candidate. Even though the, like these are these strong showings that her and Pete Buttigieg had in these two lily white states. They're not going to translate in a place like Nevada. They're not going to translate in a place like South Carolina. And then in the majority of the states on Super Tuesday, they're not going to translate either. But we're going to have to weather all this bullshit. We're going to have to. We're watching MSNBC tonight because MSNBC has been fucking on one with all the crazy shit that they've been reporting and the way that they've been sort of analyzing these races. And um, I just don't want to miss anything, you know, if, if, um, you know. If, if it turns crazy. The other thing you should know about this show is that we're going to edit it down for content and time because we're going to be on the phone, you know, until this gets wrapped up, uh, unless it goes all fucking Iowa on us. Um, then I kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you quit. Just quit like you fucking should have done on the second episode. Um, and then, yeah, so we're going to stay on until we get 100% in or until they call the race one way or another, hopefully for for bernard but uh what what about some plugs dave tell us about what upcoming bird road stuff is 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 in the offing uh bird road we have a live show this is live right now but it's gonna be a live live six days from now. six days in six days how is that possible it really doesn't vegas seem like it should be yeah. But, but it is coming to Vegas. We're going to be at the Golden Tiki, which was just named uh, uh, one of the, the best a crime uh, scene in an ongoing investigation. <laughs> I don't know. Something something to do with cocktails. But go check out the Golden Tiki and come to our show. It's on Monday, February 17th, uh, 7 p.m. Happy hours happening right before it. So come early. 
get drunk and watch us talk about uh, the, the presidents and whether or not the office of president is something that ever has been worth uh, celebrating. That's a good point. What else do I have happening, Dave? What else that you're not going to be a part of? Well, we also have another live show coming up next month on March 15th. Uh, that one's in Miami, and I couldn't get a flight for under at, at least $500 with a stopover, which makes no sense. But uh, I, I'm not going to pay that kind of money to come do this. Absolutely So we need, we need a sponsor or something. But, uh, yeah, so I'm unfortunately not going to be at that one. But it's at a place called Gramps, I believe. That's right, Gramps and Wynwood. Everybody in Miami knows Gramps. We don't have to. Uh, look at that, Bernie Sanders with thirty-one percent in uh, in Manchester, which, as far as I know, is a pretty big. I don't know, kind of big place. I'm sure Manchester. It, it, my impression of Manchester, just my like basic understanding of Manchester, is that within the world of New Hampshire, it's one of the bigger states, I guess, or one of the bigger cities. Guaranteed, it's no bigger than my neighborhood in Miami. It's like for sure, I have more people on my block than all of New Hampshire. Yeah. Um. So here's a place called Pelham, where Pete Buttigieg wins. Uh, which sounds like a fucking horrible place to live. This is weird. So in 2016, Sanders had 54 percent, and this year he's got 24 percent. Yeah, that's a good thing that you're bringing. I'm glad you're bringing that up because I just saw this tweet from um, some uh, somebody named Emily Singer, a senior political reporter for the American Independent, Mike Roll Call, and a bunch of other garbage outlets. So her tweet says, Bernie crushed it in New Hampshire in 2016. Now he's barely beating a small town mayor, which is a ridiculous way to look at it. Bernie, uh, as friend of the show, um, Ken Klippenstein points out, Bernie in 2016 only beat one candidate. Now he's beating five. Like, of course, the numbers are going to be different. Like, and they all are, you know, candidates with, they do have some level of, uh, of following, you know? So at what point do some of these other ones drop out? When does it actually get to be only three people? Well, you saw the bottom. I think, I think, I think everybody in this race right now is well healed. There's some free radicals there, right? And everybody in the race that's still in the race is well healed enough either because they are, um, independently wealthy like Tom Steyer, like Michael Bloomberg and their self-funding, uh, or they have enough legitimate support that they are going to stay on or they're like a Tulsi Gabbard who I don't know how much, how much longer Tulsi has because now she is the, now she is the like consensus lowest. Like she always had a little bit of cover, you know, with Yang and with Michael Bennett and some of the other, you know, people who dropped out earlier and, um, she she made a good showing, I guess, considering she's a pretty junior congresswoman from a from from Hawaii and doesn't have like a huge national following. Although the following she does have is like really uh, you know really energetic. 
but I got to tell you, you're looking at 9% right now, Warren, 9% Biden. Again, Steyer, he can stay in as long as he wants. Um, Michael Bloomberg is not on this ballot because he did not file in time because he doesn't care. This isn't part of his strategy. His strategy is to just get enough. His strategy is to just basically get enough delegates pledged to him that he can broker a convention in, you know, later states, which is a whole other morass. But um, so your question, like, when do they get down to like three? If you're Biden, your your money has to start drying up at some point. Like there has to be a point where, you know, now that Yang is out, now that Bennett is out, and it's crazy. But a month ago, Biden was the runaway front runner. He was pulling at forty percent plus. He looks like he's going to pull nine percent. I don't think he's really in a position to do much better in Nevada. I mean, based on based on a lot of what what we've what we've heard in terms of um, you know the polling from Nevada. I, I, I don't know, man. I think a couple of these people have to go away. Warren has, like, later on, she's going to get a little bit more more support in states that come down the road, but not much more. And she's going to have maybe number two or number three um, finishes. I don't know, man. This is like a real fucking uh, Rubik's Cube. Of a, of a... They're talking about Donald Trump right now. Dave, how much do you know about what was going on today with with Trump and and all the like his whole? I, I just know the uh, curb thing. That, I don't know what else. That's pretty good. Um, so he gave a he gave a uh, a sort of impromptu. He gave an impromptu press conference. Where he, among many other things, he said, frankly, I would rather run against Bloomberg than Bernie Sanders because Sanders has real followers, which, mm. I mean, even a broken clock, like, <laughs> uh, he's not wrong about that. Right. Um, I, I, I tell you that if, if Bloomberg gets it, it's seriously just flushing it down the drain. It's it, You are guaranteeing, guaranteeing four, at least four more years of Trump, probably way more. Oh, yeah. And um, I think it's hilarious that there are people out there that don't that don't see that. The other thing that happened today was the <sighs> so much shit happened today, Dave. I don't even know how to like brief you on all of it. But like the other thing that happened was the dissemination of a of a years old. It was only a few years old, like I think from 2015, recording at a convention or at a um, at a at a panel where Michael Bloomberg made basically a, a, a pretty passionate defense of um of stop and frisk and yeah i saw this yeah went way further than he needed to go uh and this coincides with a poll that came out saying basically that he has um narrowed the gap with joe biden amongst african-american support i personally don't think that that support is going to stick around i think that african that the african-american support Black support is going to um, move into the cal- the column of Bernie Sanders, where it naturally belongs. Um, but it still remains to be seen, and we're not learning anything about that tonight, because, like I said, New Hampshire is fucking lily white. And now we're about to hear Joanne Reed, who has been absolutely on one for the past three days, saying some of the funniest shit in the world. 
prior to this, she was she was making the point that Klobuchar winning third place is more impressive than Sanders winning first. <laughs> yeah. Please keep Buttigieg in. Please let Buttigieg stay in. This fucking nightmare of a person. Wait a minute. In this debate, I proved that I'm the person that has all of the benefits of you. If you're just grasping at straws and begging for, like, just one, pointing to one county. Like, if, 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 if you're justification to keep joe biden who again right now is at nine percent in new hampshire I, I don't know i feel like you're grasping at straws here yeah pretty much let's get to the and i know because i'm already planning on going ice fishing on saturday but then after that we've got the next weekend very relatable going ice fishing Totally. Like probably. What do you think that? What do you think Rachel Maddow's ice fishing um, excursion is like? Like how much? How much Crate and Barrel is involved? How much West Elm comes into play? How much uh, Columbia outerwear parkas and shit like that are uh, are involved in in a Rachel Maddow ice fishing expedition? It must be very fashionable. Very expensive. Very twee. Admittedly weird thing about the Bloomberg candidacy. Bloomberg keeps saying, I, I can spend indefinitely. I'm Mike Bloomberg. I'm the 12th richest person on the planet. I will spend to try to get myself to be the nominee. If I, I love that they think that that's great. They think it's awesome that he would do that. Yeah, that's that. Okay, what Ma Rachel Maddow was just saying there is that like Michael Bloomberg's presence in the race to this point is not an overt target at Bernie, which is such a smug cynical thing to say because it absolutely is it, it, the 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 suspension of disbelief that you have to engage in to think that the reason that michael bloomberg is not only in this race to prevent bernie sanders from becoming the nominee is so <laughs> it's 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 so sucking honestly like uh, it's just disgusting <laughs> the best that they can do is just say that elizabeth warren is a really 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 good candidate as she proceeds to go from being the democratic front runner um i think like as recently as seven months ago to absolutely getting her her ass kicked in and to just getting her skull just stoved in with a with a pipe by everyone fourth place she's not even gonna get delegates She's lucky that she got delegates. Uh, she's lucky that she got delegates on um, in in Iowa because honestly, I don't think that she really deserved it. Let's go back to some things I wanted to talk about, Dave. Sure. Um, here's something you might be able to weigh in on. John Mellencamp has endorsed Mayor Pete. Mm. Your, your thoughts as as a musician? I mean, is Mayor Pete? I guess he's from a small town, so... But you're literally quoting the the tweet that John Mellencamp sent out. <laughs> that shows how little I know about what's going on. John Mellencamp <laughs> said, I was born in a small town, and I live in a small town. And the reality yeah, that... is... Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, what am I, I... Let me not smear John Mellencamp's name. <laughs> this is even funnier. Small town America's disappearing. And Mike Bloomberg will fight for them. Not Mayor Pete. My bad. It was not Mayor Pete at all. It was Mike Bloomberg. So oh, it was him himself. <laughs> Mike Bloomberg, the former mayor of New York City, the billionaire former mayor of New York City. 
is the guy that will fight for the small town America. Totally. I mean, I don't know why you'd doubt that, you know? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Let me read it while we're at commercial and we, the numbers aren't really moving right now. Let me read another article that I wanted to uh, get your feedback on. This is from the Daily Beast cheat sheet. The University of Oklahoma professor told students, OK Boomer is equivalent to the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> a journalism, a journalism uh, professor at the University of Oklahoma told his class Tuesday that saying the phrase OK Boomer was equivalent to saying the N-word. According to the Oklahoma Daily, uh, Peter Gade, <laughs> yeah, a professor who teaches upperclassmen was discussing changes in the journalism industry with his journalism ethics and democracy class. Gade reportedly told the class that the industry should retain its more, tra- quote, more traditional roots, prompting a student to argue that journalists have to keep up with younger generations as they evolve. Gage, was this guy's name? Gade or Gage? Fucking, let me tell you something, man. You know who could use a little bit of standards in journalism? Is the fucking Daily Beast. Gade and Gage? Like, what the fuck? Gage then replied that the student's remark was like saying, okay, boomer to him. Light laughter broke out among the students, but Gage didn't take the situation lightly. Calling someone a boomer is like calling someone a N-word. Uh, I Okay, so let me just call out something that's not immediately obvious because you're not reading the article. I say N-word. N-word is in inside quote. Again, really bad journalism because inside of a quote, it shouldn't be parentheses. It, sh- it shouldn't be uh, parenthetical. It should be bracketed when it's inside of a quote. Either way. N-word is the sanitized quote, which means that the the teacher actually said the word. <laughs> so um, that's a real bold statement. Uh, in a statement, the school's interim president said Gade's, and then we're back to Gade, I guess. I, ugh, can't believe the, the, honestly, the, the gall that this person has to write about a journalism professor when they can't even get a name right. In a statement, the school's interim president said Gade's words were fundamentally offensive and wrong, and they failed to meet university standards. I don't know. They seem like, those words seem like they probably meet the standards of the University of Oklahoma. Um, <laughs> the use of the most offensive word by a, per- quote, the use of a, the most offensive word by a person in a position of authority hurt and uh, hurt and minimized those in the classroom and beyond, the statement read. Dave, your reaction. Uh, yeah, I, I mean that, that's fair. What <laughs> using the word using that word is fair? <laughs> Joking. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fucking crazy. What um, what do you know about this girl? Uh, God, hey, I'm gonna have to look it up. Wow. Okay, so let's uh, take a look at what happened right now. This is this is high comedy. Joe Biden, right now, has skipped entirely. He, he's he's left town. He's left New Hampshire. He dipped, did so bad that he had no interest in even sticking around. Took a plane today. Skipped over, Dave. Skipped over Nevada, and went straight to South Carolina. Went right to the next one. Hang on, hang on. I'll be right back. Japanese food. Oh, this new place that I found. You there? 
What kind of Japanese food did you get? I got um pad thai, and I got uh, and I got some spring rolls. Oh, I want to try some. Okay. Okay, am, I, am I interjecting into this? No, but you can just be a part of it. I gotta hear them TV talkers talk about the race. These, I don't know about these TV boys. Sounds like uh, some real, real bolognese. You know what I mean, folks? Folks, he says he should get a dollar for every time he says folks or Mac or Buddy or 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 or, or, or Chum. You know what he reminds me of? Whenever, like, when people use that phrasing, you know who turned me off a lot when when she used that type of like weird, like I don't know, what is that, like Americana style talking? Um, Elizabeth Warren. It was when when Elizabeth Warren. You have you don't have a mic, but like I mean, Dave can hear you a little. Dave yeah, can hear. I hear. I hear. When she said yep. Mima and Pow Pow. Yeah, she's like, when I was a baby, and by me and she calls every and child a baby. Like, when the babies and the mamas and the pow-pows, and, the, and like, I can't, no, I'm sorry, no. When the jib-jabs get angry at me, <laughs> I tell them to just stop. Oh, I got bow buns here. I, I didn't get, I ended up not getting these. What? This is pork? Pork, yeah, you no, don't like pork? I don't like pork. You want a little bit of my, um... Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd like to have uh, that. <laughs> I need I need silverware though. Can you get silverware? If Pad Thai carbs. Pad Thai's heavy yeah. carbs. Pad Thai is only carb. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. as pure a carb as exists. I can't believe that they've broken in now uninterrupted for this long to Joe Biden to to the Joe Biden failure tour. And now they skip back over to uh. Gina just messaged all of us. Bad speech. Give me that fat tie. And they're airing this bullshit. Well, now they went back to Amy. Amy's doing good. What about where's um who? Else? So Bernie's winning and and Amy is winning. Mm. Bernie. Who is that? What do you make of oh, Okay. And uh, it's been years and what do you make Clout Bachar. Clout Chaser. Oh my god, this guy looks like a like a fat Mark Marin. What a challenge. <laughs> yeah, he does. I'm just happy to see. I want to hear MSNBC lose their fucking mind. I think people sensed I, I, I honestly, I don't at this point, they Dave. They know that Bernie was going to win, though. Do they? Yeah, I mean, of course they do. I feel like that's a really close margin. I feel like there's funny business there. Where? With Buttigieg? We're going to enter some very different territory. We probably don't enter that territory as him in the driver's seat in the territory. What do you think, Dave? About which bars in the South? That margin. The Democratic electorate is uh, African-American. I mean, it's basically kind of what I expected, so man. I mean, I know you want a bigger margin, but... It's not 2016. Know. You're not going to get, like, those massive margins because the field is diluted. You you know, Yang just dropped out, right? Bernie might have gotten that if he had dropped out. Two days ago, I don't understand why he dropped out tonight. Uh, how do I the, the timing is weird. I think. Can you believe Michael Bennett dropped out? 
and how do I add to it? I so forgot he was running, to be honest with you. Well, that's one up on Dave, who didn't even know he was running. <laughs> Dave was like, I don't know who that dude is. Yeah, I forgot about him. Did you say Bruce Banner? <laughs> David Banner. <laughs> but see, and then you see Warren. Warren is doing so badly. And I read, what, what was it? I've read like probably two or three editorials today. Mm -hmm. That I feel, I think it was a New York Times that wrote something like that that she will persist, kind of, and that's fine. Yeah. Well, you got to be doing. Read like an, I read like a like a campaign of it. it. Here's the thing: if you're looking right here, right, and it changes just like that, and you don't have time to. You got to assume that both of these people are pissed at the other one because they see this number. Do you see my mouse, Dave? You see it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, they both assume that that other nine percent would be theirs if that person wasn't there. They assume like if you're Warren, you have to. That's that's wrong. Then they're stupid. I think that Warren is particularly wrong because I think that Biden's vote is the. Excuse me. Big news, Dave. Breaking into coverage, breaking into my point. Big news. We can officially promote that we have our fourth mic for our show on Monday night. So, along with Matt Chrisman, Kushbaum from Chapo Trap House, uh, being a part of um, All Presidents Go to Hell. Hot boys for Bernie. We are going to be able to have former guests of the show, now current Netflix TV star. For five mm. Amy Valella. Whoa! Yeah. I thought you were going to say Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> Michelle Obama. I was like, oh my God! No. Uh, Amy Valella, former um, candidate for, I believe it was Congressional District 3. Was it, Dave? I don't know. You're the one that knows that better than me. Uh, that sounds right. Congressional District, I think, Cong Congressional District 3. Um, who obviously was followed around by the uh, the crew and the filmmakers of the award-winning um, uh, Knock Down the House, uh, Breakout Star. Uh, she's going to come and she's going to talk about, as we dive into this chasm of despair that is, the, 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 that, that is caused by the office of the U.S. presidency, She's going to be somebody who's going to help us understand what those repercussions look like and that it's not just that, you know, hegemony and, um, you know, colonialism and imperialism and um, capitalism at home and the commodification of, of things like healthcare that they have a face and that they actually affect people. So she's our fourth mic, Dave, and uh, we just got the confirmation now. Solid. I love it. Yeah. So everybody, don't forget that's Monday, February seventeenth at uh, Golden Tiki. They should have all the um, police tape cleared by then. Just kidding. I like Golden Tiki. It's like one of my favorite places. So anyway, what is this? What is writing? Write in. Write in. No, nobody's writing in Bloomberg. Um, I love on the Republican side that uh, Walsh is behind write-ins. <laughs> More people are writing in like my dick or like, you know, Ligma <laughs> on, uh, on that side of things. 
Um, so yeah, pretty psyched about that. Uh, okay, okay, so what I was saying, the point I was making about this 9% that Warren and 9% that um, Biden seem to be stuck at is that, again, I think that they both think that that 9% is theirs without the other one in, 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 in the running. And uh, Warren is the one who's most strong because the Biden vote I've come to in my mind, I've come to call it Taco Bell vote. Okay. This is my theory of Joe Biden's support. Every year, some food magazine, I forget which one, does a uh, best tacos in the United States uh, poll. And they poll thousands of people in hundreds, dozens of cities across all 50 states, find out what their best tacos are, what the best tacos in the U.S. are. Every single year, Taco Bell wins. But if you look at the at the at the at the the voting, it's ranked choice. So most people will, for us, for instance, we would say Roberto's Taco Shop, and then like Hakalitos, and then maybe like uh, I don't know. There's other places too that are even better. Coyo Taco, and then uh, like in a distant fourth, if I had to fill them in, if they were the the number the um, options were sort of pre-populated. Taco Bell, whatever, fine. Taco no, Bell. You, I would never say Taco Bell. Okay, but you, you but you about? wouldn't, you wouldn't, but you are by I, no I'd means a typical. I don't go Del Taco before. Uh, and it, over in the West Coast, there's probably tens of thousands of survey respondents who fill in Del Taco, uh, Roberto's, you know. And it, but again, why would you ask because, somebody in Nebraska where be, their best tacos are? Like, I mean, they're because it's a flawed. It makes no sense. It's the same. It's a flawed method of measuring popularity, and it's the same as what's going on with the, what's been going on to this point of the Democratic primary. Joe Biden is the Taco Bell, where. He, on name brand recognition, and just like, oh, yeah, I know that thing. Yeah, well, let me put that in there, too. Ended up getting, I mean, he was floating in the 40s for a long time in terms of, he was the the leader, the leader of the. I don't know exactly. He was floating in the 40s in the, like, imagination Dungeons and Dragons numbers that are polls. I mean, right. it's not real, real. This is real. And he built his entire campaign on electability. And hey, you have to win if that's what you're running on. And he hasn't been winning, so he's done. But I don't think his voters are going. We can't predict where his voters are going to, because they're 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 just he's a placeholder for them. I know where Warren's voters are going. They're not going to Bernie. That's the thing. They're going That's the point the that next, I was making. They're they're going to Pete. They're going to Klobuchar probably. And that's it. The remainder of what's left over of Warren's Warren. support, whereas Warren a year ago had a lot of overlap with progressives. Dave, you remember Gina liked Warren a year ago. You you know. We all yeah. We, we all did. We all were like, yeah, well, she her heart's in the right place. She's not perfect on every issue. Well, I think as as recently as uh, just a couple months ago, we we thought that. Well, a couple months ago like, was last year, Dave. Right. Look at right. Amy Klobuchar celebrating. I'm just kidding. I'm part of the movie. But we we thought the perfect celebrating third Trump would be her and uh, and Bernie and him and her celebrating third place. This is what it is. This is what like the made for TV bullshit that it like. But this is the thing. This woman has no. They were just talking about how in Nevada she has less than 50 employees. If she has less than 50 staff. If you're Pete Buttigieg right now, this is bad for you because. Klobuchar voters, Klobuchar just split the the, the centrist vote, right? Mm-hmm. 
Sure. Right now. I mean, if she if she was in third, who would be third? If you're a good Bernie person, you need to be rooting for Amy to stay in as long as possible. She will. Look at her big smile. Yeah, She's look at so that. pumped. She's hyped. And the New York, she got a New York Times. Don't forget, the New York Times endorsed her. Yeah. With and she's, she's, right now in her career, this is her, like, Eminem, 8 Mile, you only get one shot, this is your moment, moment. And it's not going to be. She's not going to win, you know. But because, like, her, her support is, by all metrics, going to tail off after this. But... It's going to be enough to get her through Super Tuesday. And every vote that she gets on Super Tuesday is a vote that Elizabeth Warren doesn't get. And we have done it with right. hard work. We are or Pete Buttigieg. And strong as the people of this great nation. They really need to work on the on the pep of the people behind her. If this happens with every candidate. It's like none of the people. They found, I, I, this is the most cynical shit in the world. The one black person and put her, in, put her behind her. She doesn't her. look happy though. She's... She looks like she got there by accident. <laughs> well, isn't, I read a story recently, or maybe it was on Twitter, that said that, like, that Buttigieg looked, they, his campaign went out of their way to put uh, six black women yeah. In the front row, what, what do you call that when people are standing behind the camera? Yeah, like the front, the, the 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 first facing row. But what's that positioning? Like, over what, over the shoulder. Yeah. Right. Like I don't know if there's a political term for that, but like the people <clears throat> it's behind. It's a staging. Them, yeah, it's a staging. Right, the staging. Then they moved all of the black women in front, just for the optics. I'm done surprised. I mean, everybody does that. To be fair, and to to be fair, also to Amy Klobuchar. Well, but there's no black people in New Hampshire. Like, there's maybe 25 black people in New Hampshire. Um, so, I mean, she doesn't even come close to having the diversity of the, you know, support behind Bernie Sanders. Or so even what, what, even that of Joe Biden, so you know? So, Buttigieg right now has 20 delegates and Sanders 19, yet Sanders is winning? Yeah, but that's overall. That includes Iowa. Also in Iowa. This is a running total. Wow. People who have had enough of the name and the mudslinging have someone to vote for in November. What are the the 2016 popular vote liberals? Um, where are they right now in terms of like Bernie winning the popular vote and not winning more delegates? What's their... Consolidating against them, hoping that they can consolidate against them. But so they, popular vote is now down the toilet. But they're all... Cons- they're all... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when it doesn't... When it does work for them... When it so resu- that was a big narrative right after that was the big hope right that the delegates that that the that the whole whatever the the, the delegates would somehow uh, the, that would be shot down and mm-hmm. that we would go with the popular vote and people were saying oh she got three million more votes blah 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 and now that would mean abolishing the um, and that narrative is gone people don't care about the popular vote anymore I guess the Democrats so. <laughs> Um, friend of the show, Nando Villa, just made a point that Joe Biden has run for president three times and has not won a single state. That's crazy. In three different decades, too. Like, over the course of almost 40 years. Now you see why Obama was not super excited about him running. Right. He's like, Joe, what makes you think now is going to be the fucking time? And it's not. And my story, like so many of yours, is one of resilience. I announced my candidacy. And no one gave a shit. <laughs> she's so happy. She's a complete media creation, I though. That's my thing. Is that she, she's a complete media creation. Ever. I know. I've never seen her smile this long. Except then 
predicted that we wouldn't make it through the summer. We did. Then they predicted we would Who predicted that Amy Klobuchar wouldn't make it through the, sun, the summer? She's a sitting U.S. senator from a major American state. Like, of course she was going to make it through the summer. She has, She's well-heeled. She has a pack. She has money. Or she has um, donors. She has money. She's fine. She, of course she's going to make it. But across, across the months and months and miles of this race... This is insane that they're giving this woman... You see it with our all of this airtime when she's in third place. I don't understand. Is this normal? Because I never watch um, net, network news. Is this average? Then put Warren on. Well, War Warren is, this is a loss for her in every way. Like, so I guess because in perspective, in the context of Amy, this is a win for her. Right. And in the context of Warren, it's a Well, we were talking before you joined us, and I guess you're officially part of the show no, now. No, I gotta go. I'm just, I came in here for the pat time. Too much good stuff, too much good stuff has happened with you on the mic. Oh. I can't cut it. Ernie you gotta has stay. a slightly bigger uh, lead now, so you have to, you have to stay. Oh, God. She's still eating. How long do we have She's to still wait? shoveling pad thai into her face, too. Like, <laughs> me and my grandma. This is insanely long. Nobody wants to hear. Let me tell you. Even when it's your favorite candidate, nobody wants to hear you talk for that long. Unless it's gossip. Sweetie, I, I am hungry. I do want to eat. Uh, this is my last bite, I promise. It's not great. <laughs> your mouth is, like, filled with it. <laughs> It's not great. <laughs> so, it's, it's okay. Give me another bite. There we go. We're done. Cut. Stop. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Steyer, 4%. <coughs> Where are Steyer's people going to go? Nevada. They're huge there. No. Dave, tell, tell Monica about Steyer in Nevada. They love him here. But what is his thing? Because he's not somebody that, that, that is talked about very much. He's not someone that... He just I, came out yesterday saying that he wants the uh, minimum wage to be $22 an hour. Oh! Boom! That's like more than like a lot of people make. That's like 60 grand a year. That's great, but why? Why did he say because that? Because he's... He, the thing about Tom Steyer is that he's... he's like, he sounds... That's like a Yang thing. This is... Fan, that, what, Tom Steyer is running for president in the way that like middle-aged men go to fantasy camp and pretend that they're in the NBA. And they spend like 50 grand to spend like three months at an NBA summer camp and like have Jalen Rose dunk on them or something like that. <laughs> that's what that's what Tom Steyer is doing. This is fantasy camp for him. He's like, quick, what, what would the version of that be for me? <clears throat> I don't know, like just like sleeping. I don't know. Like sleeping. you have no interests. You don't care about anything. That actually sounds great. I mean, I like movies. You're a void. <laughs> I like movies. Movie related. Yeah, okay. Movie related. Do me, do me. <laughs> the thing is, like, with you, you don't care about doing anything in the movies. You just care about absorbing and consuming them. You don't want to do them. You don't want to, like... I, I do love consuming movies. Yeah. He, he could probably go and... and, and, and um, be in the Oscar committee, like the Oscars. He could be in like be like whoever picks the winner. Oh no! You know what they do? Um, what date? No, 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 no! You can't. You know why? Because you have to have won an Oscar for that. That's true. That's one reason. The other reason is that 
they send you the tapes and you have to watch them at home. He's constitutionally incapable of watching anything at home. You're absolutely right. That's one thing about like getting my press distinction that I'm hoping to get eventually with piecing it together. Uh, I'm never gonna watch this. People show. like Dave are in high demand at um at Su- uh, Sundance, and what they do is I've heard. Remember, I think it was Amy Nicholson who wrote about this or had a thing about this where she described the process of like if you're a judge for Sundance, you get three shipments of huge boxes filled with DVDs, and they're like. No joke, like 300 movies you have to sit down and watch and shorts and documentaries and shit. And you have to watch them all. You have to be completionist. You have to set out to watch three a day for like three months or something. I remember her talking about this. You would never be able to do that. I can tell you right now, right now, they're not watching all those movies. That's true too. 100% nobody has that kind of time, particularly someone that has been chosen to judge these kinds of things you would assume that they're successful people right yeah do they have well they're like they're like critics they're critics so i think that the other assumption is oh, that they're critics that, that's dave the, when you go to a when you go to a film festival and like you're going to it to go to it not like one that happens in vegas where you show up for a few nights when you fly to a film festival to drive how many movies over the course of the four days do you do you go to like 20 25 something like that yeah probably i mean it it depends i also sneak away and see regular movies while i'm there so <laughs> that's so pathetic like you go see joker while you're at sundance well, or something. I, i'm i'm there and nobody can ask me you know i i can't i don't have to go to work any you know Anything I have to do, so I, I might as well get some movies. Well, you know. Pathetic. Vacation. So I don't know. I guess your thing would be like some version of sitting. Around. It would be with the life you already live. You just sit and go to the movie theater. You go to whatever. Is there a movie theater that you really like that you don't get to go to very often? No, I, I get to go. You get to go to the one that you want to. Yeah. So yeah. you're fine. Your fantasy camp is your life. <laughs> I'm all right, I guess. <laughs> what would be my uh, fantasy yeah. camp? Um, your fantasy camp would be sleep. Would be nice, but I don't think. No, I don't really. I think you pay a lot of lip service to sleep, but in reality, you're not that interested in it. Um, based on the choices that you make, I think that your your uh, fantasy camp would be you. You would want to be a kindergarten teacher for like a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. Yes, you would love it. You would fucking love it. But with real kindergarten teachers there supporting you and making everything like doing the grunt work. But you would love to work with children. To work with kids. Yeah. Particularly your kid and all of her friends. Maybe. No. I don't know if that's that, that I mean that is This lady still This lady still She's talking. She's still talking. That's just crazy. She hasn't shut the fuck up at 20%. And everybody's going to spin this as a but, huge win for her. Look, she's still talking. MSNBC, but MSNBC hasn't MSNBC cut away. MSNBC is still cu- not cutting. That's the thing. You can talk, 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 but the, the, they have to cut. Like, what is happening now? It's, it, I don't understand. Where is Sanders and Buttigieg? Like, where is where are they speaking right oh, now? Oh, no. And Pete, instead- Pete is waiting to declare victory outright. He's just yeah. going to say he, he he's won. He's not going to be able to this he's time. Just, just looking say- at the numbers. He's just going to straight up say it's he just won. Not for, it's not going to happen for him. I mean, how much more is there to report? She's about to tell a story now. I do think it's really crazy that Buttigieg has more delegates. 
and people would spontaneously that's really well wild that to stems me. from what happened in iowa like and the story goes what happened in iowa bernie won B well because of the way that so, wanna, i'm not gonna eat more come on like i this is my dinner my stomach is growling right in front of you i can't hear it because i have headphones. And she just like keeps absent-mindedly eat, like eating full forkfuls of fucking pad thai right in front of me yeah this chick has not stopped talking. Well, she it's not her fault. She can talk. Th these people are here to listen to her. They're giving this thing, Dave. You know this? But oh, you can't MSNBC's see me. airing I can't this. see you. I was wondering what's about to happen. You know, you know the thing where, where, where oh, you, you stretch it out where the person off camera is like... They say... And look, so MSNBC is saying that it's too early to call, right? But not on the GOP side. Trump looks like he's going to win. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Okay, wait. I'm... I, I know nothing about this. So, <clears throat> there's a primary for the GOP in New yeah. Hampshire. It's mostly just perfunctory. They, all the primaries of a, Why? all the primaries of a. It's to get the base riled up. Who is Weldon Walsh? Bill Weld is a former governor, I think, of Nebraska. I'm not sure. And. Uh, Joe Walsh is a talk show podcast guy who is a former congressman, um, most famous for not paying child support. And, uh, yeah. Not a lot of never Trumpers Republican in um, New Hampshire, huh? Comparatively, yeah. Consider that he has like a 97% approval rating and he's only pulling at 87. I'd like to see the turnout for that GOP primary. Or do they split the turnout numbers or is it just one big turnout number that they show? Do you know? They split them. They split them? We'll know. I'd like to see the turnout for Trump. Because I think that's going to be his problem in November. Again, this is very perfunctory. This is not a thing that... The, the incumbent primaries are very like, like a matter of... Um, they're, they're just ceremony. They're not real contests. But Except when they are. in New Hampshire. Yeah, this but... This is not in every state. It will be like that in every state. It was like that in Iowa. Trump won with like 98%. I can't believe... I'm not going to let her say her email address outside... Or her website address over. Um, I can't believe... Look, Bernie's ahead in, in delegates. Right now, Bernie is leading seven, six, six. Only three people are qualifying to earn any delegates. Again, the threshold is 15%, 24 delegates at stake. Just to give you like an understanding of the difference of like what I'm doing right now is I'm trying to look up the exact number of how many delegates um, are at stake in Nevada. Because hey, Bernie's going to be at UNLV on Tuesday. Oh, well, that hurts uh, Chapo, I guess. What has she done? Well, it's uh, it's an afternoon. Oh, we it should go. At what time? We should go. I, I I signed up for a canvassing in that morning. p.m. Doors at one thirty. Well, let's go. Can you get tickets? Do you get tickets for that, or is it just like you go there? This seems like less. This seems like less than I thought. Um, so what, what it says here is that there are 36 pledged delegates in Nevada, which I guess that does make sense considering there. So we're talking about, there's 24 pledged delegates here in, okay. There are 24 pledged delegates here in Nevada, in, um, New Hampshire, right? And then 36 in Nevada. Th Nevada seems like such a bigger state because it's a city that has 
or it's a it's a state that has a city with over a million people in it. No such thing as that in in New Hampshire. But I guess 36 is like 50% more than 24. So. so that's who she's competing against. So she will have to have a huge outpouring because she, if she wants to compete on Super Tuesday, right now she's behind Tom Steyer in Nevada. She's registering at about 0% of the black vote everywhere. Um, she's got a lot of work to do. And it, she needs an organization and she needs money and she needed it yesterday but you see her trying to build on it tonight trying to make the most of what she's done yes, in iowa and new hampshire to try to build that right. she, I mean, her, I think talking to her about the strategy for her i feel like i'm taking fucking crazy pills. she was basically saying listen i got a tortoise approach to this i'm not going to spend beyond my means i'm going to build steadily i will qualify for every single debate i will hit every single benchmark i will grow in a way that is quiet and then you will see me perform that was basically the way that she sketched out this campaign from the beginning you have to believe if this is going the way she intended that she has some plan for scaling from here but on out. Joy, this, it couldn't be her intention to have basically no support among African-American voters. Somebody online just said, um, Elizabeth Warren has got the voters right where she wants them. They'll never expect her to be the nominee now. <laughs> it's free media because you're giving it to her. How did this guy get back on TV, Dave? We're listening to Brian Williams talk. This is the guy who made up stories about, like, what were his lies again? Do you remember this whole thing? Uh, not really. I remember he had a whole... Oh, yeah, he said... He said that he stopped Katrina. <laughs> I uh, stopped Katrina by myself. Okay, during the January 30th, 2015 NBC Nightly News broadcast, Brian Williams referred to a, ter quote, terrible moment a dozen years back before the invasion of Iraq when the helicopter we were traveling in was forced down after being hit by an RPG. Williams later said he was not in the helicopter that was hit by an RPG, but in a helicopter directly behind it. The photos of Williams' helicopter say their chopper, uh, the, the pilots of Williams' helicopter say their chopper was not directly behind the Chinook, but in a different company altogether. <laughs> I don't even want to read this, but one of his lies is subhead titled, uh, subheadlined Seal Team 6. I wonder what that's about. During May 3rd, 2011 broadcast, Williams said that he had, quote, the great honor of flying into Baghdad with SEAL Team 6 at the start of the war. A Special Operations Command spokesman has told Huffington Post, we do not embed journalists with this or any other unit that conducts counterterrorism missions, said another SEAL officer to CNN, that early in our conflict, there were only missions taking place not balancing between outstations. So, and then something about the Berlin Wall where he said um, that he was, quote, at the Brandenburg Gate the night that the Berlin Wall came down. And he did not, he was not there. He was not there. He arrived the next day. Uh-oh. Bernie is down in Salem. Damn, it's it's tightening up, and that's what makes me nervous. I know. That's what I said. <sighs> stressful. I will say one of the funniest things about MSNBC, Dave, is if you remember when MSNBC first started, the reason they were called MSNBC is that they were going to be this, like, cutting edge digital operation back in like the late 90s the like you yeah, know wasn't it owned by microsoft it, it was a joint partnership with microsoft where they yeah. worked together with nbc to you know redefine what uh you know cable news would be and they were like we're going to be digital first website today msnbc yeah like they're you know they're a channel but they 
they have like no digital operation to speak of. They don't do anything innovative digitally. There's no interesting shit that they're doing. Like, they don't have a great website. Their website sucks, actually, if you usually go to their website. Another thing I find interesting, Dave, as I like sort of have this screen pulled up and then my Twitter feed, Twitter is faster than TV. Yeah, TV is over. That's, yeah. And if you look at the... the, the like the Oscars, nobody's going to tune in anymore, no matter what they do, no matter what they they award. No, here, this should be good. We get to have the bobbling nitwit of the fucking channel. This is like hearing a baby talk. Empathetic way. And I think that <clears throat> this is like if a baby was talking about politics. Chris Hayes, you can tell this is the first time they came to him. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. He said he just woke up from a nap. That's me. With that, uh, with that, 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 that face that's just wrong. That face that looks like a mask, like an offensive trope mask. Of an Irishman? Or, I don't know, a, a, a Cossack? <laughs> that face is wrong, man. Let's see how long now this last 35% takes to get in. Like, another 48 hours. Always keep posting. Never stop posting, dude. I've gotten quiet because, like, now I'm kind of nervous. Yeah. I hate it. I hate this stuff. Or do I do it? I don't know. I always wonder. <laughs> What do you want me to do, Dave? You want me to fucking re... You, you, you want to talk about the Oscars? Tell me about the Oscars. Maybe it'll make me feel better. No, I have nothing to say about the Oscars. You just don't want to be doing this. That's what it is. No, no I'm, I'm having a blast with you. <laughs> you feel like you've been bored since Monica left. <laughs> well, I mean, she did spice things up. Right, that's, that's, again, engaging in tropes. Racial tropes. No, that's not at all. No. The Puerto Rican girl comes in and she spices things up. I mean, you're Puerto Rican too. I didn't say you were spicing things up. So I can't spice things up? No, you can't. You goddamn. Mean. A knockout punch against Elizabeth Warren. Just slugging that chick right in the fucking chops. Busting her fucking brains wide open. Thank you, but we have to shut you up and put you back into wherever we... This is the shit that I don't get, Dave. You hear this tone that we hear from, from, from Brian Williams, right? It's like passe. It's from like this old, olden time. Right. Like, what is... What is that? Like, it, it, it's, it feels like... You know, you hear old-timey voices, like the old Boston Brayman voice, like where it's like, say that, yeah, silly punk or whatever. You know, like that, like dated voice. And Brian Williams now, 10 years ago, that voice sounded normal. But today, like you hear somebody doing that and it sounds like they're putting on an affect or something like that. Right, right, exactly. Like old movies and stuff. But yeah, he's one of the only people that you hear that from. Like weird talking like that. yeah and you, it's so weird man it's like the way things change uh, have you watched local news lately in like i don't know however long yeah 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 you hear the reporters when they have them like when they drop in on them and they're like they, they like send 
to the reporter, the correspondent out on the field or whatever, and they're like, thanks, Chuck. Out here, we've yeah. found that there's quite a bit of indecision. And it's like, why are you talking that way? People don't talk like that. Why is it only on... And by the way, why did we, for like 50 or 60 years, not question why they're talking that way? I have to assume that those people grew up watching that and thinking, God, that would be awesome to be that. And just absorb it. Now that they're there, they still got to, you know, keep it up. They got to put... It's very weird. It's a weird choice. I don't know, man. This this bygone, these like sort of bygone dialectics are, 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 are funny to me. And you hear a guy like Brian Williams doing it, and it sounds like he's doing a parody. It's like we've talked before about when things get parodied out of existence. I would have thought that, like, uh, Anchorman parodied, parodied that you can't listen to people talk that way anymore without just thinking of Anchorman. Yeah, of course. Shut up. I love how the people who are getting their asses kicked are the ones that are like pleading for, um, you know, pleading for, uh, f- f- for mercy and pleading for, uh, congeniality and shit. It's awesome. I can't, I, I'm sorry. I know that I'm supposed to be enjoying the fact that Bernie's up right now with 66% in. He's up like 6,000 votes on Buttigieg. It's still too early to call. He could still fucking lose. I can't believe it's that close. I can't. I honestly, maybe I'm getting greedy, and maybe this is all way too early, and I know Pete is not going to have anywhere near that kind of support in Nevada. He has, like, no operation. Klobuchar has no operation in Nevada. They have no appeal to the people in Nevada. But I also see what happens when these guys stay within, when these, like, also ran these shitty candidates, like, Klobuchar and Buttigieg when the media when their performance allows the media to keep them in the conversation they get these artificial bumps which turn into real bumps right it's uh, it's, it's fucking infuriating man I don't know I think that uh, I hate to say it but I think that this is kind of what it's going to look like going forward with the next couple like what do you think is really behind 52,000 right now Sanders is sitting on 52,000 Buttigieg is sitting on about 48,000, 47,000. That 100,000 votes right there. Like, what do you think is really going on between behind those behind the scenes? Like, that's my thing. My faith has been shaken completely in the fidelity of every election from living in Florida for 14 years. I don't believe... I, I've, become, I've become completely consumed with conspiracy. And I, I, I'm capable of recognizing it. I can stand from the outside, look at myself... And realize that I'm acting insane, but I don't think I'm acting insane. I mean, you're telling me that there are that many people voting for in New Hampshire voting for Pete Buttigieg. I just feel like there's a fucking failsafe button on these machines where every fifth Sanders vote, Sanders vote, goes to somebody else. It's just programmed that way. It's gotta be. I. So. At what point... Whatever the opposite of, of confirmation bias is, is what I have. Where yeah. I know I'm so right that the outcome must be wrong. <laughs> I don't know. What were you going to say, Dave? I was just going to say 69%. What, at what point do they usually call these things? Are they going to... I mean, it, it is a, a 
a fairly big i mean no it's not big enough yet usually what you don't see is sometimes they'll call with very little remaining because of the makeup of the remaining um uh, of the remaining precincts that haven't been counted so by not calling it with 69 percent nice in the and uh, a two percent spread what they have what they're saying is that the what they know and what they expect from the remaining precincts is enough up in the air that they can't they can't call it like that's you know if it was like oh well the only thing we have left is two cities and they're heavily heavily bernie sanders they might call it but uh-huh. you know i mean and i'm sorry i don't know precinct level math <laughs> in new hampshire like i don't know where exactly the heavy bernie support comes you can hear them getting excited the what's going on right now is that it's about 10:25, and the um the totals with 71 percent reporting are that bernie is at 26 percent Buttigieg 24 percent and only about less than 4,000 less than 4,000 votes separating the two and and you can hear the anchors on msnbc getting excited and they can't keep it in their pants they love it. He's really kicking ass in the Connecticut River, Dave. Well, that's good. No, it's bad. He taught. This is the Joshua Johnson, the person that we're looking at on on the air right now. Taught me how to edit video, or taught me how to edit audio. He looks different though. He got buff. Like he got. He used to be a really skinny guy, and I didn't recognize him because he got really, really buff. Uh, what, a what a moron. Learn math. That's so easy. It's 219, you idiot. Fucking moron. Learn a single thing. I love that their math guy can't even do basic, like, four-digit addition and subtraction. It's literally your only job. Yeah, but that's nothing. I mean, what we're talking about here is so small. 726 votes here. A couple hundred votes there. Like, fuck this shit. That was a Chapo Chop House. They were there last night. <laughs> Chapo was in Derry. Isn't that where it takes place? Uh, yeah, because the joke is... Uh, well, I think... Yeah, because isn't the joke like, yeah, smell that sweet dairy air. Oh. <laughs> fucking uh, Stephen King dad jokes. Go Wildcats. Go Wildcats. What a fucking... He had that written down on his hand before the night started. What fucking... Fuck you. With that bullshit. Who, who, who do you even think you are? Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here with this fucking bullshit. Hell yeah. Meanwhile, right now, Donald Trump calling for the end to student loan forgiveness program. This guy's just like, I dare you to not like me. I dare anyone to not like me. Oh my God, Joe Biden falling to 8%. What a piece of shit. What a useless nobody. God damn, man. He's in Tom Steyer territory. What a puss. <laughs> what an absolute nobody <laughs> how about this is a word dave this is the word that's being this is the word that's that's going around as as amy klobuchar makes her surge clobmentum oh, 
trash. What are your feelings about that? Man, I like it. it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, Jesus. I actually like it. All right, Dave, let's head into the next part of our programming. This part is going to be called, what are the other things that we're going to do while we're in Las Vegas? Why don't we talk a little bit about it as we wait for, um, right now we're sitting at uh, Bernie Sanders with holding um, a narrow 4,000 plus vote lead over Pete Buttigieg, 26 to 24 with Amy Klobuchar distant third, 45,000 uh, votes, giving her 20%, right? So that's where we stand at 1045. On Tuesday night, the New Hampshire 2020 primary. But fuck all that. What are we doing? What where where? What's what's the itinerary when I land in Las Vegas? I always like to think about this stuff. Me being in Las Vegas. When do you land? I land late, Dave. I land at like 11 o'clock at night or 10:30 or something. But well, you know, that's good because we'll be at the, uh, the the big Democrat kickoff thing. So. Right, which I I assumed, and that's why I, I could have gotten an earlier flight. But I know I would have just ended up landing at like six o'clock, and you guys were probably just heading out for that. And like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I guess there are things I could do, but I would just like, whatever. I would rather spend that time with my family before leaving. Uh, so you know, that's fine. But okay, you pick me up. Do we go home? Do we snuggle? What's the What's the plan? So we go straight back to the house. As we stare at Eugene Robinson's face. <laughs> we go straight back to the house and almost immediately go to sleep because it will have just cool. been an incredibly long day uh, shooting that event. So It'll be like uh, 2 in the morning for me too. So Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so it's not going to be much of anything. But the next... So thing, are we yeah, packing that's in... That's when the fun starts. Yeah, that's when the fun starts. So we're just going to get rest on that night. So that we can really, really go balls to the wall for the next three three days, right? That's what's up. Yeah. Okay. So we now we're old off. now. We're not yeah, yeah. spring chickens. How so much we can do? But here's what my philosophy is. Uh, they say you sleep when you're dead. Yeah. I say you sleep when your best friend goes back to Miami. So when your best friend goes back to Miami, that's the time that you sleep. That's when I will do a little bit of little, little snoozies, catch some snoozies. But in between Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, yes. Guess what? That ass is mine. I'm gonna leave a fucking grenade in your ass. You're gonna love that shit. My name's Eugene Robinson, and I am not. Ray Romano, I'm not Kermit the Frog, and uh, I'm also not Mark Ruffalo. Have you heard Pete Buttigieg speak? Uh, I think once. He has a weird thing. We talk about like these sort of vocal games that a lot of people play. Like, there's no way that Brian Williams. Actually, never mind. Let me take it back. I think Brian Williams probably does talk that way around like his his daughter while she's like getting her asshole eaten on the set of girls uh but like okay um he probably does talk that way and that but pete Buttigieg has this affect that is put on it's like how about this did you watch the theranos documentary no no okay so theranos the, the are you familiar with that at all like the the 
the company that said that they could take blood out, they could give you a diabetes test without pr pricking you or giving you taking blood. What's or the name? What's the name of that doc? No, I, I oh, God, I don't remember. Like a big blood game change boy. I don't know. Fucking, I'll tell you now. I'll tell you now. I'll tell you now. Theranos documentary. Luckily, I have a computer with Google. Uh, the Inventor, Out for Blood in Silicon Valley. And it was, came out last year on HBO. So, it's about what a scam this company turned out to be, but how, like, how blown up the media made this woman, who was, like, a, you know, a pretty young Silicon Valley CEO. She, like, was well-spoken, and she, like, hit all the right, like, everybody was saying she was, like, the next Steve Jobs, right? She had, like, all the aesthetic values, and then she had also practiced her affect, and she had this weird thing where she put on a voice and she talked like this in a very weird, like, I think the way that it was explained was that it was like a power move to sort of offset any potential, like, misogynistic, you know, undermining of her authority or whatever. But it was weird. It was, like, I just, I don't know. It's like the shit, the first time I remember this happening was like when Madonna started speaking British in the 90s. Right, right. That's yeah. always a weird move when people go in, in that direction because I feel like there's something that's getting lost there. There's something broken on the inside of them when they do that. Like if you start speaking differently, I don't know. It's a, it's a strange thing. Pete Buttigieg does this. Pete Buttigieg has this fake Obama voice that he uses all the time. He speaks with like, it, it's just a hint of like a like a like a mix between like a chicago urban accent and um like a southern accent right but like i'm trying to think of the right way to do it he's like in order for us to find what we need we must first need something that can be found you know like that he does that thing you know and also it doesn't help his cause that the things that he say are asinine like like that they're like ridiculous um you know syllogisms that 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 don't hold up to even the slight slightest scrutiny but he but more important than that he since he's been on the public stage has um like been making up a voice and it's weird because it's so obviously not his voice what dave your background is in um you know behavioral psychology what what does it mean when someone does that I've got. I've actually got a theory that uh, I hadn't thought of until just this moment. Thank God, um, fucking hey, finally, somebody yeah, else. To... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I think uh, somebody like that gets the idea to do that out of some kind of self-help thing. Really, like a like a vision board type thing or something like that. Uh, yeah, maybe a little of that, or a little of uh, uh, you know how to how to you know put more money in your pocket, kind of. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like some sort of like scammy. Um, yeah, like a Tony uh, Robbins situation. What is it? Mindset, like business mindset things, business like mindset, LinkedIn, yeah, master classes and shit like that. Like all, yes. all this. Let's see if yeah. let's see if Mayor Pete declares victory. That's gonna be awesome. Oh, there it is, right away. I have won. Listen to the voice. Listen to it. One more time for our phenomenal New Hampshire State. That is a made-up voice. Thank you for your leadership and thank you for your commitment. You know how they have those those things out uh, that are like this is not a person. It's like a completely computer-generated human being. Yeah, yeah. That's his voice. This is not a voice. This is something that somebody invented. Who knows how to raise the roof and how to get out 
how to raise the roof and how to get out the vote. <laughs> it's hard to like nail it too. Rat boy, rat face, rat fuck. You look like a beast of shit. Fucking rat, fucking rat. And thank you I am a rat. Austin. I'm not a rat. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> It'd be funny if somebody like just walked up behind him and patted him hard on the back and he just disintegrated into like 50 rats. <laughs> and they all just like scurried out. I want to congratulate my competitors and their supporters on their campaigns here in New Hampshire. Let's see if he if he let's see if he acknowledges that he hasn't won. Because I think that's his new thing. Is just I admired Senator Sanders when I was a high school student. I respect him greatly to this day, and I congratulate him on his strong showing tonight. But I won. I want to congratulate Senator Klobuchar, Senator Warren, Vice President Biden, and all of our Democratic candidates and supporters. Yeah, I think he learned from the last. Know that we all share the spirit that we heard from some of our volunteers at a poll site earlier today. I think for Iowa, he, he, he learned a lesson from Iowa. Iowa really, like, it ended up working for him. I feel like I, what happened in Iowa on net ended up helping him because he dominated media cycles. He got to stay on the front page. He got to get the benefit of the doubt of being a winner without actually really winning anything. And now this is the second of two primaries where Bernie Sanders, if it holds up right now, this lead, uh, will have beaten, you know, gotten thousands more votes than him. And heading into a state where he's not going to be even in the top four, I don't think. Even with the media bounce that he's going to invariably get. This That's the shit that's the most frustrating for me, is this manufactured media interest. It's like when... When, when, when all of a sudden, and that's why I'll tell you what, I don't watch sports anymore, Dave, but I used to love sports for that one reason is that it was empirical and it all happened on the field. You would get a thing where like a, um, a team was surging, right? And a team would win a bunch of games in a row and they would start becoming like the media favorite and people would start, the media would start talking about them a lot, but they would still have to go out and literally win and perform better. And then like against narrative a lot of times they would go outside and get their teeth kicked in and they would lose right and you're like oh well the other team was better today that doesn't happen in something so fluffy as politics in politics just the media attention can get you over the hump can give you the win or in this case give you like these inflated numbers sorry there's no way one in four fucking democrat voters in new hampshire actually would want to vote for Pete Buttigieg and here he is at 24%. I don't fucking buy it. It's manufactured media shit. I buy even less that one out of five uh, New Hampshire Democratic primary voters are really passionate or want to support Amy Klobuchar. This shit is all media created. And that's the stuff that's almost, most infuriating to me. Your, your girlfriend told me the other day um, that a friend of ours had reached out to her on on uh, Messenger and been like, "Oh, uh, I like Bernie, but I, I'm, I'm hearing a lot about Tom Steyer. Like, what what do you know about Tom Steyer?" And this is somebody who doesn't really isn't isn't like that well versed in politics, and his brain isn't poisoned the way that ours is. And that worries me 
that people can be moved by these like in the case of tom steyer advertising in the case of of uh, pete Buttigieg, earned media coverage uh similarly in klobuchar um somebody who maybe hasn't earned much media coverage but has been the beneficiary of a lot of it and has had a lot of you know uh glowing recommend i mean she got fucking she got she got she had to split it but she got a uh you know an endorsement from the new york times that's ridiculous like why it doesn't make sense i hate that shit and i don't know it's all it's it becomes all sort of manufactured I just think uh, I'm just looking at these results again where we're at now. Um, it's crazy that uh, the guy running against Trump got almost as much as Warren. That's true. I mean, but what are I mean, the raw? Of course, of course, like we said, what earlier, are the raw numbers? Though? Multiple people. But what were the raw numbers of that? Right. Like yeah, Bill Weld got nine percent, Warren got nine percent, but nine percent of what? Warren right, got nine percent exactly. of like two hundred and fifty thousand votes, which is twenty two thousand votes. What did how many people showed up for this uh Yeah man. I don't know. This all this all strikes me as like very fluffy and not entirely correct. I've never been more eager, man. I've never been more eager to get to fucking Nevada. Because I, I I don't think that this holds up, that this bullshit holds up, in in, in Nevada. The, the, you know what? I'll tell you. I'll tell you what my least favorite thing about Pete Buttigieg is, apart from his horrific rat face. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what I what I really like the least about Pete Buttigieg is the unearned reputation of being smart. Because he he he's he's a professional homework doer, a professional a getter like and i've known people like that my whole life and I, I, I've, I've quietly suffered them and quietly disdained them he is the kind of person who learns three words in mandarin and says that he speaks chinese and he literally does that i've heard him speak spanish oh there we go dave there it is 86 percent in we got it we got it i did it thank god um, 86% in, seven delegates awarded so far of 24. Uh, Bernie Sanders will be the projected winner tonight. Um, 24 delegates at stake. We'll see what that math ends up shaking out in because, I mean, that seven plus six plus six does not equal 24. It equals 19. So there's still five delegates at stake. Um, we haven't heard anything from, from, from Bernie yet. They've let everybody speak except for Bernie. Of course. No, but Bernie is always very conservative with this stuff. He always waits until the very end because he knows how bad it can look. Although I feel like Pete didn't have to pay a single price for no. for what happened last week. I mean, but that's such a straw man. What he's saying there where he's like, that's a, that's a veiled shot at Bernie Sanders, right? Well, what he's well, saying is that Bernie Sanders and that progressives tear you down if they don't agree with, if you don't agree with them 100% of the time. That's a straw man. That's not what Bernie Sanders does. We're there, like, and and his supporters don't do that either. We are advocating and fighting for the solutions that we believe in. Just because the centrists and the moderates are so ready to kind of like negotiate away against themselves before even running against the Republican, they're so eager to like 
outline with precision the things that they can't accomplish that doesn't mean that we have to meet them there like that's what that's one of the most intellectually dishonest and obnoxious things about about all of not just pete all of the centrist campaigns right he just saw it he just saw it it flashed up somewhere that that uh that that, that sanders got called South Bend, by the way, is a piece of shit town. It's one of the worst places in Indiana, which is one of the worst places in the in the country. What's your favorite kind of like very keto friendly meat? Riblets. Uh, I I've been becoming really really big on ribs lately. Dry rub ribs. Dry rub ribs, right? But they can't have like the wet, like a uh, gooey, because that has lots of sugar in it, right? Like um, St. Louis ribs, you can't do those. It depends on the place. Um, a lot of times, I'll just eat them, as long as it doesn't have an actual sauce. I, I'll just, I'll assume that it's, uh, it's not sugary. The dry rub. It all works out. You know what they say when you assume, right? Yeah. What, what happens? fuck everything up all the time <laughs> you're forever fucking everything up into the church basements and barbershops and all the other beautiful places that I'm told exist I don't know what to I don't know I honestly I need somebody else to tell me what to take away from this I gotta know Medicare for all who want it and like if you have to go like that far <laughs> if you have to go like that deep into the fucking well Dave who's your favorite reggaeton artist right now is it Bahad Bahabi <laughs> is that how you say it wait no there's I've bad only, I've only ever seen it written down no there's bad bunny oh yeah bad bunny Say Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny is Bad Bunny is the biggest artist that you've never heard of in your life. Bad Behabi is the girl that was the Cash Me Outside. How about that girl? Oh, um, okay. I who lives here? She's in Miami or like Fort Lauderdale or something like that. Yeah, I always thought there was. Here we go. The absolute, the absolute man. Bad Bunny is a is a wildly popular reggaeton artist who's like sets every single record for for streams. In uh, in Spotify, he, more people have listened to him than the Beatles. Thank you. Here we go. Thank you. I'm. I also am a small baby. I'm tired. Please, can you leave my living room? Now that's what real support looks like. Not some imaginary bullshit. That's what that's what winning smells like, Dave. Thank you. Thank you, New Hampshire. 
It'd be funny if he forgot where he was. Like, Thank you, Massachusetts. <laughs> let me let me take this opportunity to thank the people of New Hampshire for a great victory Hampshire. tonight. And, and the, let me thank the thousands of volunteers in New Hampshire. Thank you. He's tired, man. I feel it. Who knocked on doors in the rain and the snow and the cold. That's a good point, Dave. How cold is it in, in Vegas right the now? The reason that we won tonight uh, in New Hampshire, we won last I honestly week. I don't remember. Is it jacket Street. weather or am I good I mean, in a t-shirt? Yeah, I've been wearing a jacket. Mm. Um, like heavy, like a leather see. jacket? Like what am I dealing with? No, it's not that. Not that cold. So okay. Oh, birdie. And let me say tonight. R.I.P. Nipsey Hussle. Victory here is the beginning of the end for Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm with that. I like that. I'm for that. Bernie beats Trump, they're chanting. With, with victories behind us, popular vote in Iowa and the victory here Iowa. tonight. I love that. <laughs> your mom talks that way and your dad too. On Iowa. Bobo, what's wrong with your poor? <laughs> Show me your poor. And tonight, oh, I want to take the opportunity to express my appreciation and respect for all of the Democratic candidates we ran against. Pete Buttigieg. Class. Class. Amy Klobuchar. So they got the same amount of Joe Biden. Yeah, I mean, you really have to like, and I mean, there I needs to be more of a spread. Yeah. With absolute certainty, and I know I speak. For every one of the Democratic candidates is that no matter who wins, and we certainly hope it's going to be us, we are going to unite together. We are going to unite together and defeat the most dangerous president in the modern history of this country. He said modern history. I wonder as we look forward to our uh, all presidents go to hell. I wonder who Bernie thinks in the history is that we have of the United States, not just the modern history, is the most dangerous or the worst president. I bet he's talking about Andrew Jackson. I don't know anything about Andrew Jackson. Damn, dude, you're, it's like takes so much work. I think he's on one of the monies. He is on a money. He was the one that, like, he was really brutal towards Native Americans. Yeah. He was like Trail of Tears guy. And, yeah, the thing that I mean, I don't want to get, I don't want to get wrapped up on this. I mean, Iowa is so far in the past, and Iowa's never going to matter again. It's a completely uh, self that that state completely and their apparatus completely self-destructed, just in the like 
Sanders is where he wants to be. He probably wants to be winning in, in, in the vainglorious effort of trying to like prevent um, Bernie from having a good showing there. They destroyed their entire apparatus. They they completely self-destructed and have made sure that their ridiculous state is going to be irrelevant forever. And I'm fine with that. I think it's awesome. But I still can't help but go back to one of the most underreported things that's going on right now, which is, I know it doesn't matter, but like as I shut off MSNBC, the delegate math was still like really fucking wrong in Iowa. It was still super incorrect. And somehow magically all of the mathematical incorrections redounded to the benefit of Pete Buttigieg. And somehow the preponderance of the mathematical mistakes came at the expense of Bernie Sanders. With a net, I mean, in something that would not normally matter, but like an amount that nor wouldn't normally matter, but it was like a net one way and the other of about five, four or something like four and a half delegates, right? Four and a half state level delegates, which is like tiny compared to the actual real delegates. But four and a half delegates, a swing. I mean, I think Buttigieg only won by a half delegate, one half of one delegate. And it's really fucking infuriating, man, because I see the way that this is going to be like, this is going to be, it's going to be death by a million cuts. It's going to be Bernie Sanders coming in first. And I'm already, I'm looking on Twitter while we were listening to the, um, to his victory speech. I'm looking on Twitter and every single like media aligned person is saying that basically this is a huge loss for him that he lost. That coming in first place is losing. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you've been kind of you, you've been kind of upset about it all night. How close it's been, and uh, I, I guess it is a shock uh, for it to be this close. And I guess it's definitely not a good thing going forward. Um, but I, I, I think it's going to continue to be this close. I, I kind of thought it would be. Um, I don't know. I, I. I I, I just think that things are so uh, split throughout the party that you know, with all these all these uh, potential candidates, it's hard to get any kind of a uh, consensus. Now, like well, the one thing that is nice or that you can kind of count on, I think, is that as we head into Nevada, we know that Bernie is going to take over the lead in the delegates because, and it's ridiculous by by the way right now that he won one he won the first race by six thousand votes he won this race it looks like it's going to be about four or five thousand votes that he's going to win by and somehow doesn't have as many delegates i've given up on trying to expect democracy out of like our systems in this country ever since 2016 actually no ever since 2000 i've given i've given up on that but nonetheless like heading into nevada it's really up in the air whether I think based on the, the polling I saw, it's really up in the air whether or not Buttigieg will even get delegates in Nevada because he is not very, I mean, like, he's not very popular there, right, Dave? Like, there's not some big Pete Buttigieg army not in, that, not that I've seen. in Vegas. So it, it's, it's almost a foregone conclusion that Bernie will, you know, probably have another close race, hopefully win. Um, but the people who are his number two and number three in Nevada are probably going to, it's going to look different. Maybe Klobuchar will still be there, but I think it's going to revert to the norm of 
Like, I think Biden's going to probably, or Warren's probably going to finish second and Biden's probably going to finish third. And at that point, Bernie will take the lead in the delegate count. It's just infuriating. And I know it's such a small number and it's still so early, but it's infuriating because it's indicative of what's going to happen that, that he doesn't have the lead. He doesn't have like, I mean, he should, he should have a, he has a significant lead in the amount of people who have voted for him. Uh, it's just infuriating. Whatever. I sound like, sounds like sour grapes. We won tonight. We fucking won. Yeah. And that's all that matters. Be, be a little bit happy, I guess. I guess. So what should we tell the people before we uh, call it a night, Dave? Listen if to piecing it together. If you're in Las Vegas, you should be at the live show next week. And uh, you should also be caucusing for Bernie. <laughs> you said it. <laughs>